0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell
1: you a story. It's a question, it's a statement, it's what can you offer. We have a very special guest for you tonight. You're here for a celebration, you bought your ticket for a celebration, so a celebration is what you're going to get.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of What Can You Offer? My name is John Cross, and as always, The Showcase is with me. And also today, we have a very special guest, ladies and gentlemen, straight from the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. We have Brian Breaker himself. Brian, how are you doing today, sir?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Here we are in
0: Claremore. Which, once again, has opened up and pissed all over me. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking place always has something going on. Tornadoes or storms or something.
1: It actually was a weird... um, I was trying to get in here when it was piss-pouring rain and could get the key out of the door mm-hmm. So I was getting rained on and I was like fidgeting from behind the door trying to. I get saw the that out. I, I like, thought you were hell? like Trying to signal
0: me or something But <laughs> no, I, I was like I'm gonna let this motherfucker Get the door open Before I A try par- to get in there
1: <laughs> A part of me wanted to lock you out
0: Well and then I get up to the door And it doesn't open And I was like God I hate his guts I hate his fucking guts so much But anyway We're sitting here Back at the Sheezy And um, um, we, were, we were just talking about random stuff One thing we were talking about is uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't name names about what some of the stuff we were talking about was, but uh, working the boys—how some promoters yeah. like to work the boys and the in the angles and stuff—and uh, um, anyway, I, I, I don't like that very much. Every once in a while, maybe it pays off, but it's just it's just for like self gratification when you do that. You want them to be like super happy that you gave them something yeah. and didn't tell it to them and all that. I don't really like that. But what what I was uh, about to tell you, and I was like, fuck, let's just start recording. Um, was uh, at OKX, I was so paranoid. Like, I was telling Luke, I was like, Luke, I'm telling you right now, if I hit, you know, a brainbuster buster and you don't kick out, like in the spot where, you know, you're supposed to fucking kick out, I'm going to be so fucking mad. I'm yeah. telling him, I'm like, if Josh has told you not to kick out or something, I'm like, I want you to tell me right now and we'll fucking get this changed. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I fucking, I hate this. Cause like I had two, I like back months ago, like fucking Thanksgiving or Christmas or whenever that was when we were originally, you were trying to book me on OKX. Um, I told, I had two things. I had two things. I said, all right, man, I'll do this match. You know, besides for the whole, like, I want Luke Langley besides for that. Like I have two, I have two things you have to do for me. Number one, I'm not going over. Number two, we're not the main event. And I got half of that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I got half yeah. of that? And uh, I was like, I swear to God, if we like hit that top rope brain buster and you don't kick out, I'm going to be so fucking mad. No. But uh, anyway, it all turned out. But, it worked out uh, I was worried, though. I was paranoid. I
1: was very paranoid. But- no, it worked out. I respected your wishes, but like I said before, it's like you know that build up that video there's no way like we could have had anyone follow that match plus yeah, you guys went 50 that. goddamn minutes so uh, yeah, i definitely didn't expect that to happen but yeah, we we did so. um i mean
0: while we're on the subject um i actually didn't know until later i didn't know until i saw like a facebook post i saw xcal say man it sucks that i had to leave you know early before the main event i did not know that he was not doing commentary during our match i did not know i was so like pre-absorbed and getting ready and stuff backstage. I didn't know that Breaker was in the booth. was in the booth. So, he um, in the I, booth. Yeah, he was. I, I've, I've already sent my message and stuff and thanked him, but uh, the commentary was great. I finally got to hear it. Um, it was great, man. I dug it. Thank you very much for putting yeah. us over and adding some insight to that match. So,
2: Well, I mean, first of all, I'm not super cool with sitting that close to Burnham. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was a last-minute thing. I came sure. in and I was going to do a commentary for the triple threat match. Mm-hmm. and I, I've actually never done commentary before. Mm-hmm. And um, if anyone's ever tried that, it's not the easiest yeah, thing in no. the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm talking with those guys mostly to get an idea of, like, what are you, What story are you guys going to tell What's so I, can, I yeah. can put the audio there where mm-hmm. it needs to be. And so they were like, hey, you know. X-Cow's leaving. Yeah. I was like, okay, and so I think I called the uh, the eight man tag, and then Did you? Then you and Luke Langley. Right and the thing I liked about that is that match it was it was such like as a wrestler. I'm watching it. I'm like, I know the story they're telling, mm-hmm. and it's it's not like it's like over. I mean, you had a great video package which set up the entire backstory, mm-hmm. but then the match, like I love that he kept going back to your knee. Yeah, like and I know that that's like old school classic, sure, sure, but sure. It, but it works, and it's like it's so easy as a commentator to be like. You know, he's going back to what yeah, he, what's yeah. working with him. You know,
0: and remember the leg and all that. You know, like yeah, and it's old school for a reason. I mean, it's stood the test of time. The whole psychology of working a body part, and that—that that was all Luke's call. I didn't—I didn't know how I felt about it at first, like because he—he, you know, he told me like, hey. We want, I want to work the knee in this match, and I'm like, really? Like that's where we want to go in this big built up. Like normally, match. working the knee sucks. It does when you're trying to run a comeback and stuff. It sucks because you then have to sell that. The rest. Of the, it's different than selling like an elbow or something, or you know, or your neck or anything like that. Like there's a different because you have to change up your pace on basically all comebacks and all stuff like that. And uh, I thought it worked out well though. I, I liked it. Yeah, definitely. And then, like at the end of the match where he. He flips through the brainbuster and stomps out the back of my leg. I love that spot like I think it played off really well on camera and stuff too, so it was a good call man he 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 definitely did that, but i'm glad I was very glad you were calling that match um and, and this is nothing personal against excal who will take this personally if he ever hears it. <laughs> but I was afraid of him on commentary with me in the ring because. I was really afraid he was going to try to turn it to an angle for himself sure. because he's always wanted to wrestle me, and I, and I would love to wrestle him. You know, it, it's just the cards never worked out. But I don't know if he can control that that part of him to not like, try to make an angle out of the whole thing. And I was like, fuck, I, if I'm never wrestling again, I don't need him on commentary, setting up an ex-Cal John Cross match. That's never going to happen. Please don't do it. So I was a little bit relieved. And again, nothing personal against Gazaway, but, but uh, I was a little relieved that he wasn't there.
2: Well, and I think sometimes when you, when you step into that role, whatever, because I know you're, you've you know, been a manager for UFC yeah. yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know like when you're in the role of a wrestler mm-hmm. and you step away, whether it's like you're being the authority figure, a yeah. manager, a commentator – guest referee whatever it is it's a very different approach mm-hmm. and and then you have to realize okay this isn't about me so what you know that was my whole thing is like i want to step in and be like okay i've got experience as a wrestler so i can explain what they're going right. through yeah. like you know the fatigue And like yeah. one one spot you did which i really i really liked and i've argued with this about people mm-hmm. you did something where you dropped luke langley on your knee that mm-hmm. had been worked yeah and some people are like oh that you would never do that and i'm like no yeah. i think that's a great call because yeah, yeah. it's instinctual yeah. Even though your knee hurts and then you sell it like, oh, yeah, and then yeah, everyone, yeah. oh, that's a huge mistake. You shouldn't have done that. But it's, you know, it's instinctual because that's the move you do. Then exactly. And you, you grab the knee and you kind of, you're setting yourself up. It's, it's great stuff. Right, right. And then,
0: you know, yeah, absolutely. You go into, you know, you hit it. It's, it's exactly right. That's the way I would hit the move any other time. So why wouldn't hit it that time. And uh, then you got to sell the knee because right. you hurt your knee. You hurt it. But, uh. Absolutely, man. I really dug that match, and I dug the call. So thanks. Uh, I also uh, thank you for showing up here in Claremore today. We're uh, well.
2: What we needed today was some more rain. Yes, in, God in, in oh Oklahoma,
0: <laughs> Lord, man, it's crazy. Like they, they just like open up all the highways like around Tahlequah have been shut down, and they yeah. fucking just opened them up, and now here it is, raining piss
2: and rain again. Right. So. And you know, normally in Oklahoma, we. We deal with very interesting weather around here all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, there's times I know a few years ago we were so dry that yeah. was like, everyone was needing rain <laughs> so insane. bad. And now it's uh, now we've We fucking, got more rain than we can even we can handle. drown so. a fish with all this fucking rain. And absolutely. But, uh, and I don't know what I'm drinking here, but
1: this is pretty damn good. It's pretty good. That's a little a uh, little bit of Atlas special. I dig it. A little, ze- a little zebra blood tea. John, John's very unappreciative. So. It's a great value. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, John just, just drinking wine that Tahlequah punch. Hawaiian
0: <laughs> <laughs> punch. Uh, that's all right though, man. But no, this is good. This is my this is my favorite
1: beverage. We, so we like all we all got red. I figured it was a mm-hmm. it was fitting. Mm-hmm. Play more. Yeah. Makes me think it's blood. So, so you know what's funny is um, I don't know. I just walked outside for a second, oh, you're but good. Um, had to smoke a cigarette real quick. Yeah, smoked, I had a jacket <laughs> cigarette out of Tommy Dean's dad's bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, uh, but I had to borrow a
1: lighter because I wanted to be like him. But um, I was gonna. I was looking on Amazon because for a brief second when we were talking about scheduling this podcast, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was like, I was like, you know what? Like you know, we might not be able to do it because mm-hmm. time might not add up. Mm-hmm. And granted, it worked. We're here, but. I was looking I was like I'm going to surprise Breaker with a present. I was looking on Amazon and I was looking at like the nastiest soda I could find. Oh boy. Cuz oh, I, I was like, going to like gift you mm-hmm. one and be like, "Hey, for your for your podcast." Mm-hmm. Cuz if you don't know, they yeah. do uh, episodes uh, called Crazy Sodas, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: that Our, was that was my idea that yeah. I regret
1: every day. <laughs> well, starting that. Uh.
2: Cuz it sounded funny and it is funny, mm-hmm. but when you actually drink this nasty yeah, stuff, yeah, it's just it's disgusting. like disgusting. i
1: found some bad ones. too. Oh yeah. Like I found like a fish stick soda. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> I, I've not seen that one, but uh, that, that sounds uh, fucking great.
1: It, yeah. it, I, and like I found like a ranch dressing one, which was bad. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. And then there was, like, that one. there was like there was like a cabbage one. I, I, I remember. Seems, I remember them. Yeah, wow. yeah,
0: I've listened to the episodes where y'all did the the, yeah. the yeah, like ranch dressing and bacon flavored bacon. You know, as as great as bacon is, anything that's bacon flavored is fucking awful. Yeah, and so. the soda
2: actually, it, it, the best way I could describe it is like if you have bacon on a like on a griddle. Yeah. There's always that little extra yeah. that yeah, ends yeah. up burning yeah. Yeah. that's what it tastes like yeah. okay. <laughs> so it's just absolutely awful it's foul yeah, but yeah. how I got that idea is um, Rocket Fizz, this company that makes all these sodas mm-hmm. they uh, they ma- manufactured a Rowdy Roddy Piper bubble gum soda from oh, wow. uh, they live in mm-hmm. and Row- Rowdy Roddy Piper, before he passed away had a, not a very good podcast but oh, yeah. Piper's Pit is what they called it uh-huh. and he had the Rocket Fizz guys on there I'm trying to find this soda because I'm like Roddy yeah. Roddy Popper yeah. and Bubblegum soda. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Cool novelty thing. So I'm trying to find it, and he has these Rocket Fizz guys on, and they're talking about all these sodas they have, ranch dressing, yeah. and just all these... Just... It was so dad, intriguing to me ones. that I had... I'm like, I've got to try this, right. even though it's, yeah. it just sounds awful. So I ended up doing a show in St. Louis, and there was a Rocket Fizz there, because they didn't have any here at the time. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm buying some. So I yeah. ended up buying a whole case of like random sodas, and I was... Yeah, Just yeah, telling Bane like, "Hey, uh, yeah, we're going to be drinking these on the show." <laughs> and uh that's, seems to be a thing people enjoy. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's bizarre, I will say that. It's it's very weird, but, you know, it it is
1: different, I know? see a lot of posts about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah. I have a reference on here on here a couple times. I've said like I, still, like, I mean, we talk about jumping around like we do, and I'm like, yeah, we have nothing special. We don't have any crazy sodas or anything like that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but our most fucking popular episodes were where we shoved Trinidad
0: Scorpion gumballs into our mouths. like, and then That, was, just, that was awful. And then, way. like, like uh, people love that episode, but yet the fucking 40% of it is us, like, the the recorder here. We're back there by the sink screaming in agony, <laughs> like, sucking water out of the sink because
1: we're, we're dying. It's just recording while we're dying. Yeah,
2: and it's awful. We're, yeah, but anyway. Um, it's the thing people bring up to me the most. I'll yeah. have random. I, mean, I was at a, like, my niece's softball game last year. Some dude I don't know mm-hmm. was like, hey, uh, you guys uh, you use weird sodas, don't you? And I'm like, how the hell did you know that? But again, you know, like, you know, Bane makes the the videos. We started doing mm-hmm. a video format cause yeah. it's like, I don't know how good this comes across on audio. Maybe it right, has to be video right, right. too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's when we started doing the videos. And I guess people shared,
1: like, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I always know. see the videos. So. Yeah. Yeah, the videos get shared quite a bit. Yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah. it's it's one of those things where like you, you see one in a store and it's like you know ranch dressing. There's a, there's a jalapeno green apple we tried one time. It's just terrible. Yeah. It's just but there's something about it. You're like, I, I gotta know. I yeah. gotta know what that tastes yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've had some, we've had some doozies. There was one that uh, Bain still swears is the grossest one he's ever had. Which was with sweet corn soda. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I don't know why, but as soon as you crack the lid on it, the smell just overcomes you. Really? <laughs> and I, I love corn I love yeah. rice oh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely same, same. it's delicious but something oh, about the smell man. you're just like, like
1: it just <laughs> yeah. hits you so hard it hits you square in like, the face oh, what, a, what is this oh. it's like that bean Boozled game um, yeah. you have the shitty flavored jelly beans yeah, like, yeah. Haskell's the best to give a bad flavored jelly beans he'll get like the dead fish oh those yeah. are the worst and he'll, he'll eat it and then like he'll spend his next 10 minutes gagging his ass off and it's the funniest thing in the world (laughs) me and my 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 wife bought
0: that for some reason even though i don't play games with her but uh, she bought that she's like let's play this game and i was like no i don't play games but uh she fucking bought she bought that and she's like please just like eat one of these beans i was like okay i'll eat one of these beans so i uh she you know you pop out two beans and you each eat one or whatever and uh, i was like here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna no sell no matter what i get i'm gonna no sell the fuck out of it so i'm sitting there like chewing on like you know yard trimmings or whatever yeah. the fuck it is really and not i'm not selling shit and she's just she's depressed because she's just like she thinks that I, that i'm getting all the good ones right Cause I, I got nothing to be. i got nothing but bad ones yeah 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 but i got i got i'm sitting there eating nothing but dog food and yard trimmings and uh and she's fucking screaming and she still to this day so hopefully she does listen to this podcast Thinks that i've she never does. had a bad she, fucking, she
1: favored it on anchor that i'm never, well I,
0: I forced her to do that no, 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 I have no idea what she does. I don't pay attention. But, uh,
2: so, so I got a good jelly bean story for you guys. You, yeah, you'll enjoy. Um, Hit me with it. Yeah, when I was uh, still living in Missouri, nothing to do out there. Me and another guy were at, in the mall, walking mm-hmm. through the candy store, and we're looking at all you know the, all the jelly bellies. Yeah. yeah. He's like, "You guys have any like the the joke ones?" And this before the Bean boozle boxes, I think. And he goes, I, "I got some. I got some dog food." We're like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> "Take a bag of that." <laughs> yeah. And so he gives us like you know quarter of a pound of bag yeah. not much but i was like it doesn't need to be much dog food right right and so we take them into the school and our idea is we're getting all the new guys hey you eat dog food jelly beans ha ah, that's funny yeah and so they're all um doing their bumps or whatever and we're like all right you guys you know you're doing a really good job so we got a we got a present for you which is yeah. so stupid but yeah, like yeah, yeah, here yeah. you go here's some jelly beans they're all like eating it they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like whatever and i'm like how's it taste and It's all right. It's pretty good. And the guy's like, kind of tastes like steak. And so we're like, ah, they're dog food. Ha, ha, ha. We got you.
0: Fuck yeah, man. And
2: so we're we're thinking it's real funny, not thinking much of it. Start training more. All of a sudden, Harley Ray sits at the table. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Next thing we know, one of the new guys is nudging me and he looks. He's like, kind of doing his head like, look over there. And yeah, Harley is just chowing down oh, <laughs> god. these jelly man. beans, and I'm like, oh god, what do we tell him? Like, <laughs> number one, I would have to explain to him yeah. why
1: we have dog food for right. jelly yeah. beans. Or right. you'd just be like, hey, chocolate pudding. Is That's that such a thing
0: be? even exists in Harley's world, <laughs> right? And so dog food jelly. beans. So the other guy that was with me was like,
2: Harley,
1: don't don't
2: eat those. They're dog food. He's like, dog food. It's like, dog food flavored jelly beans. Uh. Why the hell would they yeah, make yeah. dog food flavored jelly beans? And like, it's a joke. And he looks over at us. Like, I think in his mind, again, he's like, I'm not selling this for these guys. Yeah, places. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I like them. And he's just eating them. <laughs> I
2: was like, he's, fucking amazing.
1: Feel oh, free. Haskell yeah. actually God, will, actually likes those. Haskell's a- he'll, eat the, he'll eat the dead fish and he'll puke. And he'll eat the spool of milk and he'll puke. He will goddamn. He'll he'll shove five or six of those dog food jelly beans in his mouth and he'll salivate over them. He also smokes five or six cigars an hour. So no. don't he not fucking smoke, loves black and mild. So I don't suggest. really trust the guy. I had stinky socks one time. Yeah, them. those Awful. are good. Awful. Yeah. The rotten egg is or spoiled milk. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. spoiled milk really messes. Bowel. I had
2: I had the rotten egg and I remember as soon as I bit into it, it was just <laughs> hit you in the and face. I was just like, how do they get that uh. so close? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Someone I'll has know. to be sampling that. You know what I mean? Someone's like, "Mm. Yep, that's bad." Damn, Jesus. So, um, anyway, um, I want to know a little bit about about your time in NXT. NXT. You know, sure. I know we you know, it seems to be anytime someone mentions Breaker, talks about your past, it's like Breaker was in NXT. You yeah, know, it's important. A little bit. Yeah. Um yeah. And you know, just you know, any any good stories like Oh, I've room. got some stories. <laughs> good, good. We got ears.
2: So, uh, you know, I spent... I, I moved to, to Missouri in 2007 to train with Harley, and a um, big reason why I went out there was because I knew he was connected to places. Yeah, yeah. And the good, the best thing about that is it, I, I got extra work pretty mm-hmm. much anytime time I wanted to. And um, I went there, you know, first time I went I was 22. Looking back on it now, I should have waited yeah. because they saw me as a six-months, 22-year-old kid. I, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing yet, you sure. know, and so... But again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So right, I I end up going a few times and uh, never really get noticed. Nothing really yeah. happens. But it's like okay, I'm still going. They're still they've called me a few times to make sure I go. I'm like okay, so maybe they know me. I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for me to mature, grow up a little bit. Yeah. Who knows? But no one ever really noticed me. And then I went in September of 2011, and uh, Regal was there. I mean, he had kind of taken over working with the extras at this point, and I worked with one of our guys. And he pulled me aside. He goes, I like your stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, who the hell are you talking yeah, to? You yeah, know, yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. turning around <laughs> and stuff. He's like, I want you to work George tonight. And I'm thinking, okay, who the fuck is George? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well,
2: George was Brodus Clay. And there so you go. He was, yeah. uh, he was squashing guys on superstars at the time. This is actually like pre funkasaurus Sure. So, yeah, yeah. A long time ago. And, you know, I'm talking with him, and, you know, he was like, you, you know what this is, right? And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm aware. Mm-hmm. I guess because some people don't, which is yeah, so yeah, yeah. weird to me that people would go there. Yeah. Yep get a squash match and not realize what they're what what they're in for yeah so he told me which was great advice he goes this is what it is but if you do what they want that might lead to something
1: sure yeah "Yeah,
2: you're right and so uh, i go out there um i do what he wanted the best way i could you know and so after the match he was happy with it regal came up he was happy with it so i was like okay this Mm -hmm. is like the first time yeah Momentum's kind of building. Just like feedback, I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like something's yeah. kind of going well. And we had our camp. Uh, Harley had a camp at that time with WWE every year. That was going to be the next month, and Steamboat and Regal were going to be there. So it's like, yeah. okay, I know, I know Steamboat. I have met him before. Now I got a pretty good rapport with Regal. This might be an opportunity to finally get the ball rolling a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so I did the camp, and Regal was very complimentary. My stuff, really liked my stuff. He, you know, asked me about my promos and everything I was, like, I was like how are your promos And i'm like they're okay I mean, we don't do them a lot here so yeah. i again i would tell anyone that's listening with promos do them yeah as often as you can right. if you're at a show and if you can grab a microphone take it yeah it, five seconds ten seconds the only way you ever get better at that is just to do it sure and yeah. I mean, honestly i hadn't done it enough i was okay but i wasn't great and uh so he gave me some advice and said well uh would Florida be something you want to do? And I was like, absolutely. It'd be something I want to do. Right. And, uh, he's like, well, I'll put you in for a tryout. Awesome. Okay. He goes, but that's on you. I'm like, yes, sir. So this is, uh, this is October at this point and don't hear anything in November. And again, I'm talking to Harley and, you know, Harley's pushing 70 at this point. Yeah. 40 years in wrestling, not great health, not great memory. So it's like, hey Harley Regal call. Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, William Regal? Steve Regal? I'm like, yes. Yep. Has he called? Why would he call? I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh so no he didn't call. All right. All right, that's cool. And so nothing. I was like, did WWE call at all? Nope. they haven't called. Should I call him? I was like, Yeah, let's call him call. I'm called uh Ty Bailey, which was like the head of he was like John Lornidas's protege at the time. Okay. So he's on the phone, he's like, What am I what am I asking him about? And I'm like, Oh god. <laughs> so, I'll just call Hunter and I'm like, don't do that. Don't don't do that. You know, so I'm like I'm just trying to try to figure all this out. Sure. And so November rolls around, December rolls around and I'm kinda of getting nervous. I haven't yeah. heard anything yet. It's like, okay. I mean and I know you also know like with with time people forget. Yeah. That was a month ago. Yeah. He's seen so many other people since then. Yeah. You know, you I'm lost a in the shuffle. Distant yeah. memory. Right. And, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. So January of 2012, the Royal rumble was in St. Louis. So I, I had, had Harley booked me as an extra for that loop. So I did the Royal rumble, which I mean, we're not doing anything there. Obviously we're just hanging out backstage and then Raw and Smackdown. Regal was there at raw and he, uh, he comes up to me, he's like, good to see you again. And I was like, yeah, yes." so, yeah, yeah, good to see you too, sir. And uh, he's like, how's Florida? I was like, I haven't gone. Yeah. I was, what? I was <laughs> like, I haven't heard anything, I haven't gone. He goes, hold on. And he just walks away, I'm like, okay. And so, you know, again, I'm like, all right, so, you know, yeah. you're at TV. I don't know if you've ever been an extra or not, but it's nah. the longest day of your yeah. life. Yeah, um, yeah. Catering, just mm-hmm. standing around, put your workout gear on, wait for the ring to be set up, you know. Yep. And Raw, at the time, you didn't usually get to do a lot. And so I finally caught up with Regal again and talking to him. And I asked, and he was like, I said, I don't know if I didn't get a message or something was relayed to me, but I haven't heard anything about Florida. He goes, I put in for you to go and no one called you. Mm-hmm. And that will never happen again. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And then he walks away again. I'm like,
1: yeah, that's pretty cool. I
2: was like, but what, what does this mean? Right. And so um, that Tuesday I got back in the ring and I wrestled um, one of our, one of the guys that I was there with. Pretty good match. Nothing, nothing spectacular, but yeah. I did pretty well. Yeah. And then two other guys got in the ring. And I think this is like what sealed the deal for me. These two other guys get in the ring, and they had one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Like it <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. the, like both trying to do a drop kick, but not like the spot like they were both yeah. were trying to hit. Right. Tackles are both bumping. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just to the point they stopped it. They're like, yeah. okay, yeah, let's yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. And Regal grabs me. He goes, can you work with him? And I was like, yeah. He goes, okay. And so it gives me a couple minutes. Uh, gives that guy a couple minutes to breathe. I, and I just kept the basic I was just like trying to get this guy through a match that's all I was yeah. trying to do and I've always had a a big belief like with wrestling there's there's really good matches mm-hmm. and there's really bad matches yeah those are the ones you remember yeah the ones that are like yeah solid or decent you don't always remember but they don't leave a bad taste in your mouth you know and so I'm like I'm just trying to try to get a match out of this guy and I did and uh, Scott Armstrong was very complimentary of me Regal was very complimentary of it so yeah. I'm like okay so SmackDown's about over and I'm like, okay, I still haven't heard anything. I don't, you know, yeah. what am I doing here? So I went up and talked to him he goes, you did great today. You'll hear something soon. Again, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? You know, like, what is, yeah. is that a tryout? Are you signing me? What, what's going on here? And, uh, at that point I saw John Laurinaitis walking by and my friend who we uh, called a uh, bonsai or bow win. He's now the WWE referee. He'd just gotten on the road. He pulls me aside. He goes, he's in a good mood, talking about Laurinitis, He goes, go talk to him right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I had talked to him before, but and it didn't very, it didn't go very well. He was just kind of very dismissive yeah. know, of me, and I was like, okay, okay. you know, you kind of get that when they're, right. they don't, they don't give a shit. <clears throat> so I go talk to him and he starts asking me questions like, what's your name and stuff, and I kind of explained, you know, where I was, where I was training at, and how long I've been wrestling this and that. He goes, all right, pulls out his phone, starts typing up an email to Ty Bailey. He goes. You don't know unless you ask, right? And I was like, yes, sir. And so he's like, all right, have a good day. And I'm like, okay. So I'm feeling like, I feel like at this point, like I've done everything I can. Yeah, like either yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going to sign me or not, right? right? And again, another month goes by, I think. No, more than that. Um, So I got signed like two days before WrestleMania in 2012. The one yeah. with the Rock and Cena. Okay. So two months. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm talking to Harley like, what the hell's going on here? What, What is this? And um, he calls Regal a couple times, and Regal's, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll hear, he'll hear something soon. Okay, like, again, and I know yeah. what, he's not being specific because he can't be, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. But when you're in that position, you're just like, what the hell is going on? And if you guys have ever met anyone or know anyone that gets signed, they don't put it out there. Like uh, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols, um, when they were, I knew them in Japan and from WLW, when they got signed, become like TM61, One. I heard about them doing a tryout, so mm-hmm. I texted them. I was like, "Awesome guys, hope things are well." Oh, we're not there. I'm <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." It's okay. Not yeah. gonna yeah. put it on the dirt sheets. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but
2: I, but I also get that nervousness because yes. you don't
0: like you don't want to fuck it up. You don't yeah. want to do anything. Yeah. Yes, right. And to rub anybody the wrong way.
2: And yeah. a lot of people don't know this story, but um, one of my friends knew Silas Young, who's in ROH. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in 2006, he did an ECW match, I guess, and got offered a deal. Mm -hmm. And they were like, "We're going to sign you." That's just you know hypothetical. That's what they. That's what I've been told anyway. And they're like, "You know, are you on anything?" And I guess he was like, "Well, yes." Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to take that back now. Yeah. 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 And maybe it was 2007. It was after the Benoit deal, so that was timing is everything, right? Sure. And I don't know if that's a true story. So you're always nervous that they're going to just take this away from you. And so I didn't. I didn't really tell anyone. Didn't really say anything. Not to any of the boys there, WLW or anything. And then. uh, out of the and I actually oddly enough I had John Laurinaitis' phone number because I talked to a friend of mine who was on the roster, and I was just like, "Give his email. I want to I want to send him some some emails and stuff." He's like, "Fuck that! Call him!" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine cold calling? Yeah, yeah. fucking the guy no, that can. No, right. I mean, way. what yeah. the hell am I going to say? Exactly. <laughs> and so, any anyway, but I had his number saved, mm-hmm. and so I was going to work one day, and in the shower, get out of the shower, all of a sudden I look at my phone, one missed call, one voicemail, John Laurinaitis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Holy shit, this is it, right?" So I call him back. Conversation lasted forty two seconds, I think. Mm-hmm. He's just like. Hey Ryan uh yeah we're gonna offer you a deal we're gonna relocate relocate you to Florida here's what you're gonna be making and uh, it'll be about three months so don't quit your job okay have a good day and I'm like holy shit like well, <laughs> yeah. just offer me a yeah. deal like so you know and wrestling is such a interesting business because yeah. there's so many highs and lows yep. But that was like one of the coolest moments. Like, oh was just fuck like, yeah, man! That's got to be like such shit. a huge yeah. relief compared yeah. to all that waiting and stuff. Yeah. Right, and, and I and I was working at Chili's, and I just I you know, wanted to be like, fuck, you, yeah. fuck, <laughs> you, fuck <laughs> you, you know, like that's what you want to do. But I'm like Gosh. three months. I'm like, surely this won't take three months. Yeah. You know, there's no way. Damn near exactly yeah, three really. months because I got the call in March. My first day in developmental was July second. Wow. So it took a long ass time. And um, but again, it was it was a. It was a cool thing, you know, to to be offered a deal. Obviously, developmental didn't work out like I wanted it to, mm-hmm. and you know, it just—that's the thing—is like I saw so many guys yeah. filter out of that system. Where mm-hmm. it's like, how the fuck are they letting this guy yeah. go? He can yep. work, he can talk, he's good look. What what happened? How is this guy getting let go? You yeah. know,
0: and that's—it's that's just the way that the business is. That's another wrestling thing, man. It's right. just so—it's just so strange the way it works. You know, you never—you never, you never can't tell like who's going to go where, who's going to do what,
2: and not right. at all. Yeah. And then my first my first taping was my first week there. We did NXT at Full Sail. That was still a new thing. Like mm-hmm. I, hadn't really, I yeah. think they'd yeah. only done one at the time, and so I'm there. I don't know anything of what's going on. Triple H pulls an NXT title out of a bag, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Holy shit! This is a thing! Like right. this is yeah, they're making something of this." Mm-hmm. And it took a while to get to where it is, obviously. But right. But we're not
0: running obstacle courses around the ring on Raw anymore, no, or, you no. know, and uh, fucking beer keg halls or whatever the fuck they did. Yeah. So
2: I got a story about that. Okay. <laughs> I was an extra once, Huh? and uh, me and another guy, and uh, we were in, like, Kansas City, I think it was, and I just made a plate of food from catering. Yeah. yeah. And Because they just kicked us out of the – you know, they do rehearsals, they kick all the extras out. Okay, yeah. we'll eat, whatever. John Cohn, the referee, who I actually knew from WLW, comes up to us. He goes, I need you guys right now. We're like, okay, do you want us to – Eat real quick. He goes, nope, just throw it away. We're like, yeah, to throw away all this food. Yeah, He's I know, like, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. like, why? And he goes, just throw it away. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, throw it away. Walk up. We get out. He takes us through Gorilla. We go down the stage. Vince is right there. Mm. And he goes, how you doing, gentlemen? And we're like, yeah, yeah, doing well. And he goes, I want you to run the obstacle course for me. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he was just like, here's what I want. I I'm going for camera angles, so I want you to do it at a slow pace mm-hmm. and we're going to film it all and just see how it looks on television. And he just like, okay. That was mm-hmm. my first interaction with him. It right. wow. was just, actually, no, it was my second interaction with him, but very intimidating individual. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah fuck. Obviously. And yeah. It, you know, I know you've been an extra, you know, a couple of times, but yeah. anytime you see him, it's, like I n- I've never
0: seen him though. I've never yeah. seen him. So I've, I've never met him, never seen him. So very, yeah. very
2: intimidating guy, but actually very personable, like mm-hmm. very nice, yeah. very complimentary. Just, you're just like, holy shit, that's, yeah. that's Vince. That's you know, him. he's yeah, like, yeah. Aura, it's the guy. Him. Yeah. yeah. And I introduced myself to him. He's like, I'm Vince. And I'm like, oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? That's
0: so funny. Like when those guys like introduce themselves yeah. to you, and you're like, oh, of course like, I know Is, that, who you is you are.
2: that your name? I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what do you do here? Yeah. But it was, you know, of course, I'm, like, doing, like, running through tires and jumping over walls. Yeah. And, then, and, like, the whole time, it's, it's not real hard, but I'm, like, I really hope I don't fuck this yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> you know yeah, still don't want to fuck yeah it, up, yeah. it was just, it was, and then, of course, all the NXT guys, which was, like, Bray Wyatt at the time. Right. It was Husky Harris yeah. and them. Hey, they were, like, so, how, how was that? <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> not that bad, I guess. I don't know, but I'm not. I don't Is that when anymore. Daniel Bryan
1: was there? Or? He,
2: no, he was on the first one. So, this one was, like, uh, Curtis Axel or mm-hmm. it was okay, Michael yeah, McGillicuddy, yeah. which I, I knew him from WLW. It was Bray Wyatt, uh, who else? Uh, Titus O'Neil, okay, um, and a few other guys. Yeah, yeah. and like they were kind of, they were kind of extras too. Yeah. But now, what's funny is, um, you know, I know Bray a lot better now, but at the time, I didn't really know the guy. Mm-hmm. NXT had their own dressing room. The male talent had theirs, and then extra talent had theirs. Ours was like a tent or something. And it was like it was pretty shitty. Of course, you know Bray oh, yeah. being how he is, he's like, yeah. "Fuck that! You guys change with us." Yeah, and I'm like. I don't think that's a good idea, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, yeah. because it's just, it's a, those little wrestling protocols you don't want to break, yeah. you know, yeah. and, but that's just, that's just his personality. Once I got to know him, I'm like, oh, that's just how he is. He just doesn't give a shit, you yeah.
0: know. We had a, um, uh, I did extra... For Raw in um, Oklahoma City at the uh, at the time it was called the Energy Center or something.
2: I don't Chesa- know. Chesapeake Energy Center. Is that what
0: it was? Yeah. I think they've changed the name. Or I don't know. Chesa- they
2: have All those big venues change names a lot. But
0: um, we had a really nice dressing room there. It was great. And then the next day I did SmackDown in Tulsa and we had a fucking tarp just like taped up in the corner like of a brick wall. <laughs> and like then it was just strapped to the ground. And it was pitch black dark in there by the loading dock oh yeah. you couldn't see shit like it was
2: it was just glorious i was like oh yeah this feels like indie wrestling i like, it was great i've had the back of a semi-trailer once yeah I, I remember one time we were in a hallway uh just like it was like you open the door and it's a big hallway we're uh-huh. like okay yeah <laughs> it's like yeah yeah it just i mean
0: you know what do you do you just uh, uh, it, wait that's it man that's all right it. you fucking do what you can yeah, yeah. that's great that was uh, uh we did a uh Just talking about catering, like, I remember one time, like, because you never fucking... You're always, like, I don't know, you get so paranoid and you hear all these stories and stuff. It's high school lunchroom, right? It is. And, like, I had this feeling, like, no one one told me anything. But in my mind, just knowing, like, I just thought, I was like, man, I'm not going to, like... I'm going to feel like an asshole if, like, I load up on, like... Fried food and and bullshit and uh, chocolate pudding or something and like which I, they have
2: all that there. oh yeah everything's and you, and you, there and you wouldn't think that you'd think uh, it'd be like grilled chicken no and vegetables. fuck no
0: they have everything and like I I uh, so I get I get like some uh, I get like some you know fucking like baked chicken and some some asparagus and stuff and like I I sit down with the rest of the extras and stuff and uh, I'm like I don't want like I don't want like like for all I know fucking John Cena is going to randomly sit beside me, and and he's going to look over and see me eating fried chicken and be like, well, at least I know you're never going to make a mega kid or something. Like, I don't know. You right. never know. So we fucking sit down, and I did that because I thought about that. I was like, man, I, I'm just going to get some like some chicken and some asparagus and stuff. And one of the guys, you know, he had – some fucking egg rolls, and all kinds of fried shit, right. and then some of the other guys had random stuff, and uh, Brooklyn Brawler walks up to our table. He he starts inspecting everyone's tray. He looks, and looks, and looks, and he, he calls out the guy that had the fucking fried chicken, and he goes, is that, you know what? Whatever you eat, that's what you are. You're eating fucking greasy, Dried fucking garbage. And then he like he had a he had a stalk of celery in his hand. And he's like, <laughs> So what are you gonna be? You gonna be that greasy shit? Guess what I am? And he fucking like snapped the celery like in half. And he's like, This is what I am. Just cold hard, just fucking clean. And he just walks off shaking his head and I was like I'm so glad I just got the chicken <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: well, And it's and it's also that situation too, yeah. where you can't say anything. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you can, mm-hmm. but that's not mm-hmm. a. It's not a good idea. It's not at all suicide. Man. I I know. So one incident, the very first time I was an extra. Again, I was yeah. twenty two. It was RAW. It was in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. They tell us we are going to be JBL security, and it was the night CM Punk cashed in. I remember that very specifically. That's pretty cool. Oh, and Robbie. so. JBL has us walk out. We hold John Cena while he kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be on fucking Monday Night Raw yeah. holding John Cena's arm. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. You know, like, how does that <laughs> know, happen, yeah. right? And so um, I'm just like, wow, okay. So, of course, I'm trying to text my mom, like, you know, what? Yeah, watch yeah, Monday yeah. Night Raw tonight, you know? And, uh, and so there was, there was about six of us there. Right. And Michael Hayes was the producer, and he was like, okay, do not hurt John. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, right. And one guy's like, so I was thinking about doing this. He's like, hey, do yeah. not Hurt John, (laughs) and he was like demonstrating. He's like, you hold his arm like this, yeah, loose, yeah. Do not put any pressure. I mean, like so particular. Oh yeah, and so I can only imagine, right? And then John Cena is not like when you see him in person. He's not real tall, but he's Mm -hmm. so freaking thick, right? Yeah. So the six of us, because he was wrestling us, you know, he was he was moving us around to try to maintain control was like incredibly difficult. Sure. Also, we're trying not to hurt him, right? Yeah. And so, like, we're at gorilla walking getting ready to walk out he's doing his promo vince is right there and i'm just like holy shit like what the hell am i doing here and uh jbl i was the last guy and he leaned he taps me on the shoulder turning he goes hey uh, i'm gonna take my jacket off when i start punching him i uh, try to step on my jacket <laughs> Tell the other guys. And I'm like, yes, sir. You know, yeah. of course. We're not going to step on his jacket. Yeah. Well, Cena starts moving us around. <laughs> we're all stepping on <laughs> it. Oh, and yeah, just, yeah. I was just like, oh, God. You know, like, what do you do, though? <laughs> and, of course, it's JBL. I've yeah, yeah. heard stories about Notorious, him. Notorious,
0: like, yeah, who knows. But right. You're, you're afraid now I'm going to get my ass ripped by JBL right. after so, this fucking shit. Yeah, so yeah. we end yeah. up
1: pencil up your ass. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, so our old I So we're
2: holding punching him and all that stuff. We ended up carrying him out of the building while JBL's like, barking orders at us. Yeah. Um Cena was happy with it. I, I remember I told JBL I was like, I'm so sorry. I think we stepped on your jacket. He goes, Hell no, that was good shit. <laughs> <like>, Alright, <laughs> he was happy. Yeah. Alright. Alright, cool. <laughs> and so we do our we do our oh. deal. End of the night we come out with, with CM Punk and JBL. That's the main event of Raw, which mm-hmm. was really cool to see those guys work on live TV, like we're standing yeah. there, you know. Like that was yeah. that was a pretty yeah, cool yeah. thing. Hell yeah. Then Cena comes out with Crying Time, and they kick the shit out of us. That was so, I mean like two segments on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. First time is an extra, which fuck yeah, man. You kind of think like, oh man, that's how it is. So I never did anything that cool again, yeah, ever. But yeah. that first time was awesome. The very like, this is the first time I, if you, I'm sure everyone's heard the term mindfuck mm-hmm. in wrestling. This is the very first time I've ever experienced that. The next, this is, and this was my first interaction with Vince, like I was talking about before. We're at SmackDown. We're all around the ring. Jamie Noble was running the extras at the time, and he. Grabs us on. And goes, Is everybody here? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, we're going to work around a little bit. Uh, don't get in the ring. I'll be right back. But don't get in the ring. Just stay out here. Mm-hmm. Wait till I'm back. Cool. Yeah. I can follow instructions, right? Yeah. He takes off. Two minutes later, here comes Vince. Guys, can I talk to you for a second? So we're going over there. He, yeah. Yes, sir. And he goes, segment was great last night. Loved it. Exactly what I wanted. We're like, thank you. And he yeah. goes, it looked like a fight. It looked like a struggle. It looked real. I loved it. We're like, awesome. And he goes, why aren't you guys in the ring? And we're all like, uh One guy speaks up. Well, Jamie Noble told us not to. He told us to wait. He goes, "Hey, that's your opportunity. If you guys want to make it, you get in that ring." <laughs> Pat Patterson's over there. Triple H is over there. I'm yeah. here. What if we see something? Yeah. Well, fuck, don't have to tell us twice. Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah, slides yeah. in. Everybody we start rolling around. Yeah. Here comes Jamie. Oh Noble. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Did I just tell you guys. And so I'm, I'm sure, like looking back, that they fucking planned that. Probably. Yeah. Right. You know, they're yeah, they fucking yeah. with us. But. It's like the classic case of like one guy walks up and it's Vince like you're not going to not yeah. listen to Vince, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like a, oh yeah, you told us not to get in the ring, didn't you? Well, Vince told us to. It's a, it's, I don't give a fuck what he says. In, in that in that situation it's, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like
0: thank god it was Vince because like what if what if fucking uh I mean, I don't know. What, Michael what Hayes. if yeah, well, not even Michael Hayes What if fucking, uh, I don't know, Funaki or somebody had walked up to you guys and been like, oh, you know, what are you doing standing at ringside? This is your opportunity. Get in there. And you're like, oh, fuck, who do I listen to? And, you know, that. but thank God it was Vince, I guess. But uh, right on. Hell yeah, man.
2: But, I mean, I would hear so many different things. Like, I remember one time in the same day, Shelton pulled us all aside, Shelton Benjamin, Mm -hmm. and he was like, guys, you're not going to get over just doing basic wrestling. you got to do something to stand out. I agree with that. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The very, like, two minutes later, MVP walks up to us and goes, guys, you know, basics. That's what they want. You can do all the fancy shit in the world, but if you can't wrestle, you're not going to make it here. Yeah. I agree with that. That's what you listen to, right? You know? So, that's like, but that's, like, the case. Anytime someone would tell me something, like, fucked up about wrestling, I'm like, yeah, that's how this business is, you know?
0: That's um, on on Raw, like uh, William Regal was taking care of us uh, on the extra work. He was with us the whole time, which was fucking awesome. They sit like, in the stands
2: and talked to you right, for like forty five minutes. Oh, I mean,
0: God damn, it it's amazing. Aw- it all sounds awesome. It's man. amazing. It like, I mean, thank God it was Regal because he's like he's one of my he's one of my guys, man. I love William Regal so much. Always have, and, and like that was such an amazing experience. But like on Raw, you know, like you said, you don't get to do a lot on Raw, and it's live. And well, now
2: the SmackDown's live. I wonder if they need to do
0: anything there either. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's what sucks. But but uh, like he he kept telling us like oh maybe we'll, the ring will be free in a little bit. Maybe we can do something. It never happened. And he took us to, like, pre-tapes, and we got to cut some promos and stuff, which was cool. But uh, was um, uh, SmackDown, the next night, though, um, we immediately got to get in the ring. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's like, all right, guys, just keep it simple. You know, just show me, show me what you got. You know, have a match and whatever. And it was going to be me and Brandon Groom. So uh, I was like, all right. And Groom's just like, do you like to be a baby face? Do you like to be a heel? And I was like, I like to be a heel. And he's like, oh, oh, thank goodness. That's great. <laughs> he wanted to be the baby face so bad. And in my head, I'm like, all right, we'll do some, you know, we'll do some basic stuff. We'll do this. And, I mean, I'll be goddamn. Like, like the, the referee told us, like, um. Uh, like first thing he made me do is spit my gum out, which that is what it is. And then he's just like, he's like, guys, don't, don't say off the turnbuckles and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, like it didn't take, it felt like it took like 30 seconds and groom's like, go to the top, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, <laughs> no fucking way. So, um, uh, like I, I tried to like, I, I was like, all right, oh my God, I hope I don't get fucked over for this. I was going to play it safe. Like I gave him, like uh, he ran into the corner, I gave him a boot and then I just, you know, put my butt on the top rope, my feet on the middle rope, you know, whatnot. And Groom scooped me off. And, of course, we're not going to keep it simple, right? Brandon Groom's going to do his fucking, like, 780 death belly driver. Fucking bust my mouth open. I was fucking bleeding. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it was what it was. But, yeah, I had I got to have three matches that day. I wrestled Groom one-on-one. I wrestled, um, I don't remember his name. He was another extra. I wrestled him one-on-one. And then I had a tag match. It was me and Groom versus two... Um, developmental guys I don't know who well one of them was uh, Percy Pringle uh, Percy Pringle Percy Watson
1: Percy
2: Watson <laughs> fuck Percy Pringle
1: god damn glasses right. oh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was per- in, I was Percy Watson
2: I was in development and, uh, with him yeah 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 he's actually underrated his, his but, work's pretty good It's great yeah, I, remember, I thought he was great I remember yeah. when I would watch him like this guy sucks when I actually worked him I was like okay he's actually pretty yeah. fucking good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but uh that that was fucking that but that was it though or like you're talking i'm like man i'm just gonna keep it very simple and then groom's just like let's do that belly driver go to the top rope <laughs> I'm
2: like right. oh my god no but uh, yeah well and that's the thing is like I've, I've got to do some of those extra matches i don't want yeah. another incident i can tell you here um regal grabs us this may mm-hmm. be the first time that he was there it was the first or second time yeah one of those but he uh, he goes all right i'm gonna have you guys work the twins yeah. Oh know. yeah. Usos. Yeah. 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 Now keep in mind, like they're big deal now. 2010, they really weren't For doing sure, that. sure. And they were on TV, but they weren't doing a lot. And so they were yeah.
1: painted up, right?
2: Uh, this is actually before that.
1: All the colors.
2: Yeah. This is when they kind of came out and they were wearing like really nice clothes, like okay. they're changing the Samoan heritage. Yeah it, yeah. it didn't last long, but they were there, but they just weren't used on TV much. So he has actually Simon Gotch was there before he was anybody. Him mm-hmm. and another guy worked them. Quick five minute match. Yeah. I think nothing spectacular. Then they have me and another guy work them. And so the other guy starts, and again, I can't tell them apart. And so they're doing their thing, whatever. They kind of, some weird separation happens, and he tags me in. Okay, get in. So now we have to kind of reset, which is a little awkward, Mm -hmm. whatever. Boom, boom, he puts me on top. I do a couple things, give him a big body slam, cover, kick out, I tag in my partner. Yeah. Typical stuff. They get into a corner, and then some weird miscommunication happens. And again, I'm on the other side of the ring, so I can't actually hear any calls. Yeah. Something fucks up. All Next thing I know, they grab him and start walloping the shit out of him. Wow. Uh, and now I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, because I'm like, we don't, I don't, I'm not, he's just a guy. I'm just tagging with him. I don't sure, know the guy. That sure, though, sure. Right? But I'm like, last thing you want is to be in a fight in here. Yeah, absolutely. And so they're, they're just kicking the shit out of him. And I can see by his face, they're, they're potatoing him pretty good. Oh, right. I'm like, oh, shit. And so <laughs> now they start putting some heat on him, and it's pretty rough. And Regal's just, so they're just watching, not, not selling it, just kind of like, okay. Eventually tagged me in. I'm like, now I got to run a comeback on these guys. And they're not happy. Yeah. Right. But I just based, you know, close eye back, elbow <laughs> yeah. body slam, right. You know, we're keeping it simple, whatever. And then I, I called the spot to put whichever one of them up on top of me or some, somehow I don't remember what it was, but yeah. he went with it. So he was cool. And, uh, Regal pulls him out to the side away from us. And so I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, What happened? He kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, but like, why? Like what the hell happened? I mean, yeah. I saw a, a fucked yeah, up yeah. spot and I don't know if he was like trying to call it out of turn, and I mean right. sometimes you do, and like I was always under the like this is how I was trained. Like if I call a spot to a veteran, he doesn't want to do it, he'll shut it down. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and but if he's like, Okay, they'll go with it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a give and take. And so I'm, I'm, I I called stuff with them. They were cool with it. So I don't I don't exactly know what happened. They were over there talking for a few minutes. Regal came over, talked to that guy, and he kind of popped off. And Regal shut that down real fast. <laughs> He's like, "Nope, don't bullshit me. Yeah. I've been in this too long." And he was just like, "Okay, <laughs> you know." Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was pretty much it. I think it was right after that. That was the first time I was there with Regal because that's when he was like, he what he told me was like, "You're good as a heel. You need work as a babyface." And I'm like, "Oh, I absolutely need work as a babyface." Yeah. But um, he started kind of. That's when momentum started building. But that was such a a rough experience, like you were talking about working. Because I mean, when you're working in front of nobody, yeah, you're trying to do things that would generate reactions, right. And None of the boys are sell Yeah, you course. know. And all of a sudden, you start looking around, like you start seeing like maybe Triple H, yeah. Undertaker, some of these yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. and you're just like, oh, shit, it's nerve wracking." Yeah. And and in re- that's one thing I always liked about Regal. He's like, "I know how hard this is. I know how difficult this yeah. is because." You're trying to put everything out there, and you're not getting anything back, and right. it's and it's tough. It's yeah. hard, but just
1: you know, do the best you can. Yeah. Absolutely, that's badass though. That's a lot of that's a lot of uh, information. It's experiences, a lot of, a lot man. of experience yeah, crammed in. So mm-hmm. hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. It's
2: definitely I, you know I always think you're you're always learning in wrestling. You know, you're always always learning something, and um, being there doing that extra stuff, I always learned a lot there because yeah. you you see certain people just. Not do well. Like one, I remember one guy we were there with. He was an extra. And again, you show up and you just see people. Mm-hmm. You don't know who the hell they are, mm-hmm. but they're just there. One guy was talking to Brooklyn Brawler. Actually, you mm-hmm. brought him up earlier, and he was like, "I got, I got, I to know. Like, what should I do? Like, physique? Why should I get shredded?" He's like, "Yeah, I get shredded." I'm like, "Really? Like, yeah, of course, get ripped. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's they don't want that in wrestling. You yeah, know? they don't want a six pack. Come like, on, like, God no.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't get in super good shape. Like, what? A, what a question to ask. Yeah. should should I get shredded? Should I get in really good shape? Yeah." yeah. So no, they're they're looking for No. Get really Kevin. fucking get get completely out of shape and blow up. Okay. I know
2: one, one time and I won't mention the name, but we were all leaving and a talent that you guys all know very well mm-hmm. walks up and he goes, You guys got anything? They just tested me. I'm good to go for a month. And I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like <laughs> like are, are are you testing us? Like what the oh, fuck? Oh you know, like, shit. I mean I mean one time at, it was actually at the Royal Rumble that I was at, Ricardo Rodriguez came out that year. Like in a jalopy. He was doing the Alberto Del Rio thing. Mm-hmm. And they needed to have him. He needed to have white boots. So he came up to us. He goes, this guy's going to try to come in. We're closed right
1: now. Oh. Yeah. We're to put him on the podcast? Heck yeah. Sorry, man. We're closed right now. All right. Thanks, man. Honestly, like, I would have totally served the guy if anything was on. For, but everything for, for take- half a second, I thought about pausing it, and I was like, "Let's see if we can interview this dude real quick." Well, it would take about five to ten minutes to get everything hot. So like, <laughs> at that point, it's like I got to be like, "He can have the rest of mine." Yeah, yeah, I
2: mean, hey, you go. <laughs> I, I used to when I would go to UWE in Tahlequah, where there was this room. Actually, that's where I podcast with you at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Every time I was in there, someone always walked in. Yeah. And I remember one time I was I had Mister Nasty on. Yeah. the Guy walked in. I was like, uh, "We're podcasting," and he was like, "What does that mean?" I'm like. Damn it, like get the
1: fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we just, just embrace it. And so, yeah. like,
2: and like, Bobby, you know, he's just like, what do we do now? <laughs>
1: just yeah, like, you just, just keep going. We'll keep going. Just keep yeah. going, man. Yeah. Just call no, it. We, we roll it, man. Call it in oh, the ring. ring. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of times, like, we'll be here podcasting and someone will try to get in or something and we'll just. Keep talking through it, or yeah. What, what was it? Tommy Dean's family rolled up one time. Good lord! Yeah, yeah. Tommy Dean's like entire
0: family rolled up in uh, two or three different vehicles, and fucking, <laughs> yeah. we kept potting through <laughs> the, the whole thing. And it was raining, and we kept potting, it's and you had to go out there point. and like you had to piss go there and bum cigarettes from them and pay them or something for their rent money or whatever the hell they pay you. I, I did. <laughs> and,
2: yeah, that's, yeah, that was, it was nice. The world of a podcaster, it's it's I absolutely know, right? it's amazing. Podcasting it's crazy. and we, wrestling. Well, I mean, we,
1: we got to be coming up on episode forty. Uh, probably yeah pretty close we're middle aged men now yeah. in the podcast world <laughs> getting old we're not quite Breaker in Bane but hey I'm fucking uh, you know
2: it's it's weird because when we started it hadn't quite boomed yet yeah but but now it's funny it's like all the shows that I listened to when we first started they're not even really around it oh really you yeah know, like yeah, yeah. Austin I mean I think he's yeah. coming back with one but yeah I don't listen to Jericho's anymore I listen to the John Moxley I, I one did about, too yeah. but other than that
1: I'm I don't listen about. to
0: Jericho's much either I, I download it when people I download the ones that like people give me like if, like, like that one that one had a lot of buzz I was like okay yeah. fuck I better yeah. listen I feel like to
1: Jericho's it. is a lot of like self buzz yeah a lot sure of it, it's hard to listen to sometimes well and, every, and I love Jericho <clears throat> too sure and
2: every podcast is, is different like I remember when uh, Bruce Pritchards mm-hmm. started I was like three
1: hours fuck that yeah and I started listening I was like I really dig this yeah. concept
2: yeah. of him like retelling all these <clears throat> classic stories oh so you know but again, this podcasting's different, you
1: know. Yeah, I got yeah. really hot on that one for a little bit. That's well, like
2: my,
0: my favorite wrestling podcast. It's the one I listen to on the way here is fucking Tony Schiavone's like I, like I I love it, man. I absolutely it's my favorite wrestling related podcast and yeah, it's like today like Conrad spent I don't know 20 minutes Talking about how Goldberg is the worst thing in the history of wrestling and stuff, and like, <laughs> that's I mean, a hard one to argue too. I'm yeah. sure it's just because like like Saudi Arabia was going on. Wait until he watches this match. I mean, he's right? gonna fucking love to talk about that because he fucking hates Goldberg's guts. Gosh, it, just, it, it was so so bad. Like, yeah, I saw. Like I got. We kind of talked about it briefly before we started recording, but I saw one GIF from Super Showdown and it was the tombstone to Goldberg and I am not certain that Goldberg is still alive. It looked worse than Austin's. I mean it It was looked so bad. It was almost like he looked like Upwards, like inter-
2: like like he was taking a Styles Clash or something. His, and
0: fucking yeah.
2: His body moved like you can't even move an action figure that. Way. Oh like god! Like, it was
1: just like, oh dear god. Yeah, yeah. That might be wild. Why the tail end of it was so shit? He could have legit. He may have been dead. Yeah. Well, he was. He took. He took the buckle really hard, and then he was yeah. hard way, and he was bleeding all in his face, and yeah, you know. And then right after that, they went into the tombstone, and he, you could just see like he barely got up for Taker, and Taker had to force him up. Hey, when uh, when Saudi Arabia throws a. A few million dollars at you? Well, they we got bald-ass Shawn Michaels out there last time. So. Hell yeah, they did. Hell yeah, they did.
2: That's definitely one of the uh, one of the more controversial things in wrestling, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is the Saudi Arabia stuff? I know. It is, yeah. I guess when the fir- they did the first one, the Royal Rumble one, I didn't realize, like, because they started talking about like Saudi Arabia's changing. I didn't realize it was as bad as it was. I guess right. like I hadn't really right. paid right. attention to it. And. Like, they're just like, oh, shit, okay. So they're going over and doing all this stuff. Yeah. It's uh,
1: definitely a wild, wild environment. It's insane. It's it's, it's definitely like a – it's very much like a cash grab feel. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I feel like as a It's a big bot show.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not stupid of them to take the money. No, not at
1: all.
0: No, not at all. I just – I feel – like, I mean and, and of course I'm in a place where I can say stuff like this because I am who I am and I will never be paid millions of dollars for wrestling or anything. But like you know, like to me it's like the compromising of the morals to do it for the money and whatnot. I mean I guess I understand if the company like if you're under contract and you have to do what your job says, I guess I understand that sort of, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't really express like sitting here and saying like I will. Not, you know, I'm. I'm who. I'm Daniel Bryan. I refuse to go over there and and right. whatever. Like, then you've got to accept the consequences of telling your job that. But right. I don't know. I don't and and know.
2: that's it's, that's how WWE operates. You know, yeah. like if, if you would say like no, I'm not going. Okay, no problem. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're not going to get a push now. Then you. Yeah. Then
1: you. I mean, you got to. You have to suffer the consequences. It makes me wonder what they're going to do with Kevin because Kevin Owens was supposed. To, he's still in yeah. that kind of program, but after. You know, Dolph and Kofi at you know this super super showdown. Dolph did a promo to where he was talking about you know he's not done with Kofi, right? Yeah, all that good stuff. So I wonder if they're going to continue that or if they're going to pivot back to Kevin Owens. We'll see. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I mean that's WWE is a very interesting company right now. I don't know, like, do you guys? Do you guys watch regularly? I, I watch the pay per views. That's about it's, it. I put I, it on at it. the
1: shop only because it's on Hulu the next day. Sure. So yeah, I'll, it'll, it'll just play in the background. I have not
0: seen a Raw or SmackDown in months. Like, uh, if not if, years. I don't watch Raw or SmackDown ever. So I,
2: I don't either. And I, I, can't, <clears throat> I can't. So the attitude era, right? Mm-hmm. I could not wait to get out of school to watch my oh, Raw. Oh, God damn, right? damn. I mean, dude. that yeah. was such a fun time yeah. in the business. And now it's like, oh, God, raw! like, I would way rather watch something yeah. on Netflix. I mean,
0: I, I used to remember, I mean, if, if I was going to miss Sunday Night Heat, I was, I was, like, <laughs> right. suicidal. Su- Damn it, Viscera's on. I was God, suicidal yeah. if I was going to, like, I, I can remember this one instance where, like, my buddy wanted to go out and do something. And I was like, okay, but just so you know, 6 o'clock, I have to be where a TV is. And he's right. like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And, you know, it's like, it's like 545. And, and I'm like, dude, we have to leave now. Yeah. We have to go. It, heat starts in fifteen minutes. Like I, I remember that feeling. Mm. You know, and there was no DVR recording. There's anything nothing on Heat either. But I mean, no, no, that was back when, like, you might, like, Stone Cold might actually be on Heat or something. They like, did. Su- they oh, did oh, yeah. some like one off angles like like on with heat Disturbed yeah. <laughs> yeah. playing his theme song or something. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's but, yeah.
2: where Christian did the chicken suit deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're trying to make weight, and so yeah, there was always some some stuff on there. But th- that's th- that's the thing about about wrestling in those days it was just like it was it was can't miss you yeah. cannot it was absolutely I mean, you have to watch and i'm yeah. just going to school like oh my god you see what stone cold did like it was it was such a, a crazy time i know the business evolves and mm-hmm. stuff but um i don't know if you guys ever experienced us watching wrestling but we live in oklahoma so we're the central time zone yeah, yeah. so they always say monday night raw like eight seven central mm-hmm. i didn't know what the hell that meant yeah. when i was a kid so i remember i don't know how many times i turned it on and it was over or I was just like, <laughs> damn it. You know, like, Brutal. I missed, I missed yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't understand how time zones worked at the yeah, time. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, fuck yeah. I remember crying my ass off because the big show was going to return, and I got grounded from watching. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God, no. He's returning tonight. What the hell?
0: I, I just remember, like, like like it's, you know, it's, it's almost 8 o'clock, and I'm... I'm like, my dad's got to turn the TV over to me, and he's just furious. We only have the one TV, so he's just like, God, fucking wrestling, god damn it. It's, I was like, it's Monday, Dad, I have to watch wrestling. And like, I'll load up all my action figures and go sit on the couch, and I've got all these fucking toys everywhere, and Raw comes on, and I just play with toys and watch Raw the whole time. It's good times, though, right? man? That's man. That's the good shit right there, man.
2: I'll, I'll never forget. There was an episode of Raw. You guys probably remember this one. The Undertaker was doing the Ministry of Darkness, and he was mm-hmm. sacrificing Midian on the yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, like, carving the symbol on his chest yeah. and, you know, cutting the wrist, letting him drink the blood. And yeah. you know, I remember at that very moment, my dad walked in. <laughs> what are you watching? Yeah. Wrestling. <laughs> and he was just like, okay. Yeah. And, like, he kind of gave me that look like. That's weird as better hell. Better not. Your mom better not catch you watching this, okay? yeah. <laughs> This doesn't look good. And Which, I mean, it's so weird now. Because if you watch that now, oh, it's so campy. Yeah. But at yeah. the time, it was like the craziest shit ever, you know? Like, guys sacrificing people to make him part of his ministry. It's the shit,
1: man. Well, I went to bed early last night, and I put on the, um, as I was laying down, I put on the Dustin Rhodes Jericho. Well, he did a podcast with yeah. Jericho. and It's pretty good. And I put it on there, and then I had it, like, playing out loud. So my wife came to bed, and she was, like, watching her show with her headphones in. Mm-hmm. And there was a weird pause, and it paused right on the part where Dustin Rhodes was talking about gold dust. He's like, yeah, I just – I put my ass in a sternum and rubbed it, and Savio just – the fans popped. And my wife's like, what are you listening to? <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, you know. So. Gold dust. That was cutting edge back in the day. Yeah, the hell yeah. yeah. They were yeah, talking was, all about man.
2: that, man. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll never forget. I had no idea that was Dustin Rhodes yeah. for for the longest time. But, yeah, it was that was probably like the first – Attitude Era character. I mean, it wasn't yeah. really in the Attitude right, Era, right, but it right. was the first one they it had. It was, was super cutting it, edge.
1: Yeah. Androgynous is what they said. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I remember I
2: remember seeing a thing one time with him where he was like, Vince was like, I described the character as androgynous. And he's like, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. He goes, and then I hang up the phone and I had to look up what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, what did I just sign up for? I fucking love it.